Welcome to another episode of the Business Exchange, How Business Works, brought to you by the American Business Council. Today, we will be focusing on improving the ease of doing business and looking at Kama 2020. Kama kind of sounds weird, yeah, but we know what it is. We will look at the updates on the new company, Allied Matters Act, and discuss its impact to companies of all sizes, as well as incentives for foreign investors or companies. And then we'll round off by looking at the expectations and dividends from this act in 2021 through the lens of our special guest, who I'll be introducing in the next minute or so. But then I would ask that you follow us on Twitter at ABC Council underscore NG, and the hashtag to use is how, hashtag how business works. Our special guest today is Zena Babalola. Uh, she's a corporate commercial solicitor at the New Practice, also known as TMP. Zainab. Welcome to the Business Exchange. How are you doing today, Zainab? Good morning, Margaret. I'm very well, thank you. And thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's, it's a great pleasure for, for you to join us today. And, and, and just for our listening audience, I need to give some context to this discussion. On the 7th of August, 2020, uh, the president assented to the company and Allied Matters Bill 2020 that was passed by the National Assembly. The new act, which repeals the Company and Allied Matters Act, Cap C20 Laws of the Federation of Nigeria 2004, substantially extinguished, I mean substantially extinguished, some bottlenecks contained in the repealed act. For instance, it abolished the compulsory requirement of the use of common seal by companies. It significantly reduced filing fees for registration um, charges. It exempted or exempts private limited liability companies from the mandatory appointment of company secretary. It provided alternatives for um, or provides alternatives for um, the rescue of insolvent companies from distress and liquidation through voluntary arrangements and administration. And the list goes on. So, um, you know, when we look at this and look at the fact that Nigeria is still ranked 131 out of 190 um, economies in the 20. 20 World Bank doing business ranking index. Uh, this indicator measure is, is, is the relative ease or difficulty in establishing and running a business in Nigeria. So um, Nigeria is um, the largest economy in Africa, and Nigeria needs to greatly improve this ranking. I believe the, the, the Kama Act would help us improve the ease of doing business, but does it complement the objective of, the, of PEBEC? Zenab, can you just kind of share your thoughts on this? Um, okay, thank you so much, Margaret. Um, so let me start by first of all mentioning that the Kama twenty, the Kama nineteen ninety that was repealed, um, it was in, it was enacted in nineteen ninety, and at that point in time, the legislators, you know, didn't envisage that there would be, you know, borderless transactions. They did not, you know, envisage that there would be anything like um, electronic signatures, anything like e-filing. And so those things were not, you know, captured under the Act. And, you know, as time went on, as businesses evolved, as the world evolved, as the economy evolved, it was important for, it became very, very important for government to address these issues and which was um, which is what the PEBEC, you know, came on board to do. Um, and the last couple of years, um, especially the last two years, um, it has been much easier setting up companies. It's been much easier incorporating companies. All you have to do is sit down in your office, um, conduct your search, 
register your company, pay your stamp duties, everything can be done online now. Even the CAC, that's the Corporate Affairs Commission, even the CAC's website is more user-friendly. All you just need to do, when you go there, you know that, oh, okay, these are the forms I need to fill, this is the amount I need to pay, this is the process. In fact, now, a lot of us lawyers, you know, are, well, we're not upset, but we're like, hey, it makes, you know, business easier. A lot of businesses really don't even need us now to incorporate their companies, so it makes it easier. So, certainly, it is in line with the objectives of the PEVEC to make um, businesses, um, you know, to, to, to propagate the ease of doing business. Right now, you can afford to sit wherever you are. All you need to do is sign your document, you know, in an electronic form and send it to the CAC. This was not possible as at um, even April this year. You couldn't do that. You, need to, you had to sign wet ink documents and send it to the CAC you know, for filing. If you didn't do that, the CAC would not accept your documents for filing. So certainly um, the enactment of the new um, CAMA is a very, very welcome development and it's been lauded by, you know, all the stakeholders in the industry as well. So it is a very, very welcome development. And that, that, that's really very good to know. And it tells about what, you know, digitizing a lot of things can do. I mean, this new world of us having our lives now today, we're even having this um, program, you know, via um, platforms, exactly. internet platforms and things like exactly. that. It just tells you how, uh, you know, this kind of makes our life a lot easier. Exactly. And so uh, some people have also talked about the issue around financial accounting. And um, I would like to know what the merits of the act um, is like in terms of improving the commercial viability of the Nigerian market. And is this in alignment with uh, financial accounting? Um, well, yes. So with respect to this, it certainly is. Um, so some of the things that the PAMA allows you know, companies to do right now, it allows a company to eat. Previously, you know, companies were not permitted to assist um, their shareholders or um, affiliate companies with purchasing, you know, their own shares. So if a company, if a shareholder wants to um, buy into a company, the company is not allowed to say, okay, you know what, let me give you funding to, um, to purchase these shares. But under the new dispensation of karma right now, you know, this is allowed. Um, that's on the one hand. Secondly, the... Uh, um, Limited liability partnership and the limited partnership. That's, in fact, I can say is the top two most innovative bit of this new karma. So what the um, LLP, let me just call them the LLP and the LP does is it allows partnerships. So previously partnerships are what you call um, Mr. AB and Sons, you know, AB and co-business names. Those are partnerships. And now what this limited um, liability partnership does is it gives you the semblance of a company but the partners do not pay tax. They are, um, they are exempted from paying taxes. So you find that, okay, limited liability partnerships work as, they, they present as companies, but then they are exempted from paying taxes. So what you will see now, although um, this has not been fully implemented, because I'm not, I, I don't know of any LLP that's been registered so far, but once this is implemented, what you will see is you will see a lot of, um, businesses re um, registering as you know limited liability partnerships so that they can take advantage of this exemption. In fact, I believe that a lot and a lot of companies um, 
private equity funds, a lot of foreign investors will also want to register their their corporations as limited liability um, and limited partnerships because it's going to give them a lot of um, excuse me exemption when it comes to um, uh, taxes as well. While they will still you know take advantage of the corporate personality of a company, so um, your 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 liability is limited. You can own property. Your the the, the entity is different from its partners. That is the limited liability um, aspect to it. They will be able to take advantage of this. At the same time, they will be exempted from paying taxes. They will only pay taxes in their personal capacity. So, for instance, um, A, B, A, B and C, LLP is not going to be the one pay, paying taxes. It is the partners themselves that will be paying, um, filing their, their personal declarations and paying taxes personally not the entity so that's another laudable innovation of of of, um, of the newcomer and it is in line with you know global best, best practices as well okay okay but just um I, I need some more insights on this so if the individuals are uh filing their taxes and not the company it also creates a certain level of liability on these individuals, the individuals if, in their if the, um, organization packs up in some way i'm sorry i said um, does it also create some level of liability? I mean, if if these individuals are going to be paying taxes as opposed to the company, um, then if 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 um, the company packs up or if there are issues around liability, then it, the, the individuals will be the ones to uh, be impacted and not the company. So okay, so in this situation, so the comma creates an exemption to this rule in the sense that if the company is involved in fraud. Right. If the company seems to be involved in fraud, then this rule of the limited liability would not apply. The company would be held responsible directly. So okay. while it is a you know while it's a new development, right, the Kama also seeks to also control it so people do not come in and take advantage of it. So even though you are a limited partner and the only and you'll be paying tax just based on the revenue you're getting from the from the LLP. Once there is a finding of fraud, um, maybe the matter has gone to court, but you've been found wanting and you've been found that you have committed fraud, misconduct, yeah, fraud, corruption, things like that, this rule will not apply. So the company itself, excuse me, will be held liable for any fraudulent act. And then this, yeah, and then so this exemption will not apply in cases like this. Now that, that's really helpful to know. One thing I've seen is that Kama, uh, the, this new Kama cuts across um, all sectors in terms of impacting um, the business climate. So it just runs across all the spectrum, micro, small, and medium-skilled enterprises. And it, it, for me, I think it also would directly impact on the influx of um, FDIs into Nigeria because of its relevance to the ease of doing business and the ease of investing in Nigeria. I mean, I know you mentioned the fact that, you know, we're probably going to see an influx of um, some, you know, um, foreign investors wanting to do business. So I'm just kind of trying to um, underscore, reemphasize this, this conversation. Um, do you honestly believe that Kama would, you know, incentivize value, um, foreign companies to retain more value in Nigeria, given the borderless nature of uh, global business, and obviously we see that you know Nigeria is part of the AFCFTA piece right now. So, given the borderless nature of global business, and if so, how? Okay, um, um, thank you, Margaret. So, I'll give I'll start by giving a very good example. So, in my law firm, um, we advise a lot of private equity funds, and a lot of times the first thing they want to know 
when they engage us is what is the process for incorporating you know companies what are the what are the structures what are the available you know structures by by which you know uh, um, businesses operate in Nigeria we advise them on that the next thing they want to know is okay what are our liabilities what what you know what happens when we come in how do we take out funds and what you find at the end of the day is a lot of these um, private equity funds decide that you know what okay Nigeria well maybe not now and they go and set up in countries like Mauritius they set up in countries like you know the British Virgin Islands and then all they do is um, so they set up the the main ends their investment vehicles in those countries and all they do is they just come and invest in maybe um, a, a special purpose vehicle here or they invest directly in the in the target companies here that's what happens so they take you know the funding that it should be bringing you know into Nigeria they take the revenue we should accrue to the Nigerian government and you know these funds are placed in other jurisdictions but we think with with um, with opportunities like the single shareholder so now a foreign investor can afford to sit down in his office in maybe Istanbul or Switzerland and conduct a search on the CAC's website um, incorporate a company pay his stamp duties and incorporate a company with just himself he does not need a second shareholder. Oh. a lot of times this has cost um, a bit of a challenge for uh, uh, foreign investors because what they have to do is they now have to get a local um, shareholder so that they are two, right? They have to get a local shareholder. Okay. Yes. And a lot of times, as the time goes on, some local shareholders now hold them to ransom in some instances and say, okay, I will not, because they, they are shareholders, they need to sign the document, resolutions. Before anything happens, you need to sign a resolution of the shareholders. Oh, and then in, in these instances, the shareholders say, oh, I'm not signing this because I don't like the way it looks. Oh, no, 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 no. And they become very difficult. And we have had a, yep. one or two clients having to pull out and saying, no, this structure is not working for us because, you know, we're having a lot of difficulties with the second shareholder who we've had to put on the board, you know, not because we wanted to, but because we had to. So this has resolved this. Um, a share, one shareholder can be can incorporate a company in Nigeria as it is. You can hold your virtual general meetings anywhere in the world that you want to. Um, all you have to do is sign your um, e-document, send it to the CAC. There's a designated email now for the CAC. All you have to do is send. In fact, the CAC doesn't even allow people to come to their office. From August, once you go to the CAC's office, they would not let you in. So you are actually forced <laughs> to use their online platforms, everything you want to do all your documentation, you can sign it electronically. Before, I've had a client in uh, in Greek having to, sorry, in Greece, having to send me a document just because they wanted to change their directors. So we had to wait for about a week to get the documents, the original document signed in wet ink, and then when we receive it, we'll now have to send it to CAC. We had to, this process took about a week and a half. So the company, you know, lost one and a half weeks just on this particular oh, wow. issue. So this, um, these improvements are, are going to, are certainly going to make it easier for foreign investors to come into Nigeria. It's going to make it easier for them to carry on, you know, um, carry on their businesses as well. So yes.
Interesting. So at this point, let's um, look inwards a bit and then look at Nigerian startups. Um, a lot of people believe that they are also key beneficiaries of the Kama 2020. And they, since the act is poised to eliminate bottlenecks associated with the old act concerning, you know, the way they do businesses, especially, you know, like I said, the startups, the, the SMEs and the MSMEs. Um, so um, issues around um, even this virtual meeting, electronic signatures, no requirement for company secretaries, no AGM. Um, restrictions on transfer and other things. So, uh, do you do you have a sense of the pulse of young businesses on this new act? Considering obviously that these businesses, um, the government for, is focusing a lot on these these businesses, and they are beginning to realistically, uh, you know, the bedrock of you know most um, uh, engines, um, economic um, engines of, of, for growth in, in in countries. And I mean, Nigeria not um, not. Uh, um, being singled out. So this is very critical. I'm asking, uh, do we have a sense of the pulse of these young businesses on this new act? And is there en enough awareness around this? Do they really know that, you know, this exists and these opportunities are there? Um, okay. So um, the, to, a, to a very large extent, SMEs are aware, um, especially those who are more um, in the formal space. They, they are aware. So I spend... A bit of my time on, on on social media and i remember very well that when the um the act was enacted social media was awash with comments oh this is this is a good um this is you know this is, oh, this is very good this came at this has come at the right time you know things like not requiring company secretaries so um a lot of businesses um are are are, are really really you know happy because they don't need to of, uh, they don't need to engage a company secretary. They don't need to pay company secretarial fees. They don't need to pay auditors. They don't need to file financial um, audited financial statements. So they are actually very, very, very happy about this. But then um, the 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 karma only. So these these parts of karma um, applies mainly to small companies. And the karma has defined a small company as a company which has a turnover of 120 million in any year or has net assets of 60 million in any year so in any year if you know you fall within this category then you will enjoy these benefits um but how we're not how we're not so sure of how this is going to work because if in this year you have you qualify and if in the next year you don't qualify that means you need to make some changes uh, uh, which you could, which which you were exempted from making in 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 the previous year so this is something that will probably be seen in, in practice, how these things work, um, but at the same time, the the the, the part of the SME space which is not so uh, informed about this are, you know, the, the those in the real in the real um, informal space, those in the markets, um, those in the markets are not they're not they're not particularly aware. Um, so if you go to a market woman, okay, do you know that you can incorporate a company for this? First of all, she'll tell you why do I need to. What is the what's the importance? I'm here, you know, selling um, what I need to sell to, you know, to to get by today. So those in who are in the, you know, um, the real informal sector aren't, you know, particularly aware as much as those who are in the in, in, in more of the finance in, in more of the formal space. So there is still a bit of need to cooperate companies. A lot of people are just um, fine with having their business names 
as they are, um, ABC, Sons and Co, because they do not know the benefits that you know the the newcomer has brought on board now. So it's still important to have awareness, um, probably yeah. in local languages as well, so that they can understand these new improvements. Absolutely, and and you said something that really kind of uh, struck a chord. Um, the need for for some kind of evaluation or assessment, as you know, from the time this um, newcomer started to some point, you know, have we seen an increase in in terms of uh, you know more companies, you know, um, getting on board and um, applying and and all that, you know, and and that would tell uh, of uh, the interest and and the level of understanding of the value that this um, Kama uh, new act has um, pulled together. Yeah. So I know, again, we are running out of time and I can almost physically see Lucy and at all, at all kind of ringing a bell to my ears. I, I would just like you to give me a sense of your expectation of, of prediction. We always do that with every guest. Um, so uh, what do you see in the crystal ball for 2021 that this bill will bring to uh, the Nigerian economy? Okay, um, so... <laughs> I like that crystal ball. <laughs> okay. Well right. I, I see I see twenty twenty one as a as a as a year where when things will turn around really because it's actually in twenty twenty one that we're going to see the effect of the karma. We we are not seeing it yet because it was just enacted. So we're not gonna see that movement yet. We're not gonna see the shift yet. So it's in twenty twenty one that the real data is going to, you know, come out saying, Oh, these are the companies who have been uh, incorporated. But I see more and more foreign investors coming into Nigeria and taking advantage especially of the LLP and the LP um um business structure i see more businesses moving into the you know coming in and incorporating companies and um and you know providing more revenue for the government um so i this 2020 i sorry sorry the karma 2020 i see it really really being implemented in 2021 and i think that it's going to turn things around really for the economy of nigeria because we're going to have more revenue and more investment and it's going to be it's going to it's going to boost the economy positively that's what my yeah. crystal <laughs> Thank you. I'm almost tempted to say amen. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so from my end, um, I, we really hope that this act will drive investments come 2021. And, uh, you know, we believe that um, and we're hopeful also that it will shed more green light on the ease of doing business and create more opportunities for existing and prospective organizations that are, you know, ready and seeking to do business in Nigeria, especially U.S. companies. And talking about opportunities, uh, the American Business Council in partnership with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce will be having a conference on investors in the digital space. And for more information on this conference, please visit abcnid.com and register or reach out to us on our social media handle. Uh, for more information on today's discussion, kindly um, visit the podcast section of abcnig.com. You can also listen to the conversation, Apple Podcast and SoundCloud. So thank you so much, Dana, for, for today. And uh, we'll see you next episode. Thank you so much, Margaret, for having me.